Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about branding and marketing and scaling your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today we're continuing our series on how bookkeeping is an essential part of growing your private practice. Your money is telling you a story about your business, and you need to know what that story is. Is that story a tragedy, a comedy, or a heroic tale of you increasing your income and the impact? in your community. Well, to help me do that is Nate Hendricks, the founder uh, and owner of Navigator Bookkeeping. He's a QuickBooks bookkeeping expert and helps businesses maximize their profits. And I can say that for sure in my own life and business, he truly does help maximize our profits. Well, welcome to the show, Nate. Thanks for having me, Brent. So today we're going to talk about how a bookkeeper can save your private practice and make it profitable. So let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Nate. Yeah, thanks again. Well, maybe first of all, I'll just talk about what a bookkeeper does, because I think that's a a tricky question and a question that's not always easily answered. Because when people find out I'm a bookkeeper, they say, so you're an accountant or you're a CPA or you do taxes and all those are are not true. Um, (laughs) But it's hard. You know, the financial industry is not always easy with its terms. Basically, what bookkeeping is, is the easy way to think about it in my mind is, it's all the the daily and weekly and monthly managing of finances for a business. So whereas a CPA is the person who's going to file your taxes for you, give some nice tax estimates, you know, help you prepare for next year for taxes, all tax related. Bookkeeping is the the on the ground kind of daily, monthly, weekly side of things. So basically at the end of the year, the bookkeeper is going to give everything that they've done all year to the accountant or the CPA to file the taxes. Now, a lot of CPAs do bookkeeping. So that's why there's a lot of crossover, like you're, you do accounting or you do bookkeeping. It's all similar. And that's because there's a lot of crossover. A lot of CPA practices will do both. But anyways, that's kind of the difference is bookkeeping's the the daily and the more frequent kind of work. And the tax side is obviously going to happen once a year, a couple times a year with what's going on there. So a bookkeeper in a kind of a business sense, what they're going to do for you is they're going to do three main things. So I call these the three essentials of bookkeeping. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to classify everything into your accounting system for you. So your accounting software is going to be something like QuickBooks. That's the most common one. Um, Zero is another one. FreshBooks, Peachtree, all those guys. You might even have an Excel spreadsheet, right? But it's just keeping track of all of your transactions. So if you go to Wendy's, you buy your employees lunch, you're going to classify that as, oh, that's meals and entertainment for my employees. If you go to Apple and buy yourself a really nice computer, you're going to say, all right, that's, as long as it's for a business reason, that's for the business. It's it's software, computer software. So it's basically classifying and telling the software what everything is so you can remember that. The second essential is, is called reconciling. If you have dabbled in QuickBooks, you probably remember reconciling and probably have had mm-hmm. bad memories with reconciling. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> reconciling is basically checking everything is accurate and correct compared to the bank with the accounting software. So it's just a monthly check to make sure, all right, everything's correct in here. We don't have any extra income or we're not missing anything. And it's a good fraud check too. It's check to make sure, hey, there's not transactions in here that shouldn't be in here. No one's taking away money that shouldn't be. So it's both a great accuracy and security check that's going to happen every month. So they should do that for you as well. And then the third piece is the monthly meetings. And, and not all bookkeepers will do this. This is my favorite part. This is meeting with clients each month to tell the financial story and share the financial story with them. So basically saying, all right, we have this accurate data. We know it's accurate because we've reconciled, we've classified everything. Now let's actually look at it and see what does this actually mean for the business? Are we growing? Are we shrinking? Are we losing money? 
what's happening to our cash, going over all those things and also trying to figure out, hey, what's kind of the goals here for this business? What are you trying to do? Do you want to just keep it where it's at? Do you want to change it, grow it, transform it? Do you want to pay yourself differently, pay your employees differently? All those questions, you can talk about those every month because when you have accurate data and you can see the story, you get to start thinking about some of those fun questions that come up um, related to the story of the business. So those are kind of the three basics, the three essentials that a bookkeeper is going to do, and that's going to relate to small business. Yeah, man. I um, So with some of my partnership clients, you know, we have this meeting all together and they're sort of like really giddy. They're like, all right, how did we do this month? Right. And sometimes it's, a, you know, it's a really good story. And sometimes it's sort of like, well, you had negative cash flow this month. So we need to have a conversation. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's, it, again, it's the story. You don't want it to, your business to be a tragedy. Uh, you want to be a, have a heroic story of your business. So part of that is the actual cash flow. And okay, all right. So what happened? What is the story? Why are we having a negative cash flow this month? So blah, 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 some things here. Well, actually, maybe just for the next month or two, you need to pay yourself a little bit less. We can fix these problems and then we're, we should be good to go. But every month you're telling the story of the business and uh, a, a bookkeeper should be able to tell you the story a good bookkeeper should be able to tell you the story of the, of the business and, um, and, and throw up those red flags or the green flags, like go further and faster. Like you're, you're, you're crushing it. So. Yeah. And I think one thing that you brought up that's important is the difference between cash flow and profitability too, right? Cause those number, those terms are often used interchangeably. Like I have cash flow or I have profit, but what do they actually mean? Cause you really need both to have a successful business. Mm-hmm. Profit is basically saying, all right, my revenue for the business minus all my expenses equals what's left over. So that's my profit. If you don't have profit, that means that your business is not making enough money or it's spending too much, right? It's only one of those two things. Either you need to make more need to have more clients, sell more services, whatever, sell more products, or you're spending too much, meaning, yeah, get cheaper rent, stop buying so much equipment, pay your people less, pay yourself less. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's profit. That's basically how much money is your is your business keeping from what you make. And then cash and thinking about cash flow is, all right, now we have the profit, but where's that profit going? Because what happens, and this is just kind of one of the, I guess, specifics of financial statements is loan payments, uh, distributions to the owner, things like that don't show up on profitability. You're not going to see that come out as an expense because it's not a business expense. You can't write it off. So if you have a ton of loan payments, if you're taking huge distributions as the business owner, you might be eating away all of your profits and then you're actually going to have negative cash flow, which is fine if it happens here or there. But if that's happening every month, what's going to happen is your checking account balance is going to go down, 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 down until you don't have enough left and you're not having to put more money in or take out a loan or things like that. So it's really important to, to look at both those. Are we profitable and do we have positive cash? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. So important. Uh, I know we have a, a couple more things to talk about, but first, before we go on, I want to remind the listener about a free resource you can take advantage of today. Look, most mental health professionals, you know, they open a private practice to help more people and to make more money, but they run up, they run up against this problem is that they lack a clear plan to sustainably grow their private practice or create a profitable marketing strategy. That's why I created the Private Practice Marketing Roadmap. It's a free training series that I walk you through my three pillars of private practice marketing. If you need fresh ideas about marketing yourself as a clinician or your private practice, or you just need a marketing plan, go to brandyourpractice.com forward slash roadmap. It's completely free. 
and will help you generate a pipeline of new clients. Just go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap and get started today. Because look, um, when you clarify your brand message and when people land on your website and they clearly understand what you do, they're going to want to book an appointment and you're going to make more money and you get that cash flowing. So, um, but you have to know that story once that cash flow ends, because a lot of times you just feel like you can start spending on whatever, but that may not be the case. So Nate, why don't you go ahead and keep the conversation going on cash flow and profitability? Sure. Well, I think the question that everyone has, right, is how do we become profitable and how do we change that? If we're not profitable, what needs to happen so we are profitable? And kind of kind of like I was saying before, I guess it does come down to two things, right? We need to have more revenue or we need to have less expenses. And usually having more revenue is is easier in some ways than having less expenses because it's pretty hard to cut people. You don't want to cut people, especially when they're quality people, right? And that's usually the easiest way to lower expenses is lowering your employment. You don't want to do that. Um, there's always small things you can cut, right? Expense-wise, you can lower some subscriptions that you have, or uh, if you get really drastic, you know, get smaller rent, lose your rent, maybe work virtually, partially instead of in person. But revenue is the easiest one. So if people ask how to get profitable in a private practice setting, I, I'd say, you know, first of all, you you want to increase revenue, which means two things really. Number one, you may want to hire on more people so you can have more revenue coming into your practice. But also you want to fill up the people that you already have with full caseloads if possible. And for that, you want to work with someone on the marketing side, right? Someone like you, Brent, someone who does something similar who can fill up those caseloads because then you're not adding on a whole nother person with a whole nother set of expenses and all that uh, and management, right? Managing a whole nother person. Um, But you're just filling up the person that's already there with a full caseload. So that's one um, I don't want to say easy way because it's always going to take work, but mm-hmm. one way that can be pretty streamlined is filling up those caseloads that are already there because that's going to pretty much, your expenses aren't really going to change, but your revenue is going to increase pretty um, in, in a large way. So uh, when you're thinking about profitability, you know, revenue is the easiest one to increase. But what we often see when revenue increases is that expenses also increase at the same rate, which is pretty much going to leave you in the same situation, doing a lot more work, but with the same amount of profit, which is frustrating. So the thing to think about is when your business is growing, when you have new clinicians coming in or your caseloads are filling up, you have to really watch your expenses closely. And we talked about profit first in the last episode. That can be a big piece of that, you know, using profit first to make sure that you're only spending a certain percentage of your revenue on expenses. But like you said, it's so easy just to have a feeling that, hey, we're in a good place. We can start spending. And you cannot do that. That's that's the trap that uh, revenue brings, right? As, as revenue comes in, you instantly feel, man, we're doing great. Let's start spending some money. I want to get that thing for the office or I want to you know, do this or that. We all have those as business owners. But when you delay those pieces and you have something where you can look at the financial statements, you can meet with a bookkeeper, meet with a consultant or a coach and say, all right, where are we actually? I, I know what I feel, but these feelings probably aren't right. I mean, it's a, that's the same for me. I look at financial statements all day and I still feel things about my own business that are inaccurate, you know, either mm-hmm. good or bad. It's it's not like you're uh, not smart if you feel that way. That's, that's how everyone is. Our guts just are not always on when we come to the financial side. So I think it's really important with, yeah, get that revenue increasing. But once that increases, you have to be really careful to keep looking at the statements, keep meeting with people and keep analyzing what's actually happening. So you're seeing the full story instead of just feeling a certain way about what's happening with the business. Yeah. Now I'll say the, the feeling is, is the big thing um, because I've talked to lots of private practice owners and 
they have a lot of feelings around money. They'll do, they'll say things like, "I just feel like uh, I just feel like I'm not making that much money." And we're like, "Well, let's look at the let's look at the QuickBooks. Let's dive in." Actually, you're profitable this month, or uh, they feel like they're making a lot of money, and then they go on a spending spree, and then you're like, "Well, no, you actually weren't profitable." Let's take what did you buy? Okay, so now we have a mindset we have to work through. <laughs> as I work as I'm coaching them, like, like okay, so let's actually think about future expenses and how we can work those into the, you know, so you just spending everything at once. So um, I think when it comes to the cash flow and profitability, your revenue and your expenses, um, I can't say this enough is that there's so much emotions wrapped up around money and getting real clear on the cash flow, really clear on your expenses, profitability. Uh, those emo- you can actually make decisions based or positions as a pri- uh, private practice owner or a business owner with a whole lot more clarity and a lot less emotion. <laughs> like you're, you're very even keeled about it and and you're actually, you're more confident in making those. And so I think what bookkeeping does at the end of the day is it helps you become a confident private practice owner. And that is something that um, is like, is just invaluable is invaluable. Um, so as we kind of wrap up this uh, series, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have you on again to talk even more about these types of things. But yeah, Nate, thank you for all the work that you've done for me and my clients and Kid Matters Count. I mean, there's so much that you've done. I try to bring you in now for just about every partnership <laughs> client that I have uh, to look at the books. And we, and man, I tell you, the stuff that you can you unearth as you look at <laughs> as um, mm-hmm. as a bookkeeper is is pretty powerful and gives them a lot of confidence uh, moving forward. So well, I appreciate your kind words, um, but it's been really fun. Yeah. To work together, to, to dive into the world of private practice um, and learn more there. I'll, I'll just say one more thing related to kind of what the feelings of what you were saying, Brent, just to wrap it up. And mm-hmm. that's those feelings can be really strong. And I've had multiple people tell me that the numbers are not right or that something's wrong just because they they know Inside, they feel this is not right. I did not make that much money or I was not that profitable. And like you said, finances are so intertwined with emotion and just our feelings about even like our worth as business owners. It's it's crazy when you get into that. So as a business owner, I think, like you said, one of the best things you can do is just start using the numbers and not that that's the only thing you want to rely on, but um, it can give you, like you said, a lot of confidence, a lot of clear thinking and just seeing where you're at instead of kind of always basing it off of what you're feeling or what people are telling you or things like that. It's, it's that's the nice thing about the numbers. The numbers don't lie as the saying goes, as long as you have someone who's, you know, doing competent bookkeeping, but uh, the numbers don't lie. And, and it's going to hopefully lead to a lot less stress for you as a business owner. If you are regularly looking at accurate numbers, you're not going to have to, to uh, worry about your gut anymore necessarily in that sense. Uh, but you can just use the numbers instead. So that's, that's my last piece of advice is, it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel incorrect, but do it. It's going to lead to hopefully a lot less stress and, and a lot yeah, more confidence in your decision-making. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we want your private practice to be a heroic story, right? Where you're growing, you're making money, you're helping people, you're providing for your clinicians and, and, um, uh, billers or whoever you might have on your staff. Uh, we, that we want that to be your story and bookkeeping is really kind of the foundation foundation of that is a huge part of it. So uh, Nate, how can people get in touch with you? 
Yeah, definitely reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can find me, Nate Hendricks, on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I said LinkedIn, I meant social media. You can find us on other social medias as well. Uh, We're on Facebook at Navigator Bookkeeping. Actually just started an Instagram page, which I forgot to mention in the other episodes. You can find us at Navigator Bookkeeping there as well. So we'll start, you know, hitting all of our millennial friends on Instagram. We're not on TikTok. We don't have any plans to be on TikTok. So don't search us there. And then uh, our website is navigatingyourbooks.com. So you can always find us there as well. Always happy to answer any questions about finances, bookkeeping, QuickBooks, anything related there. Great. And I'll make sure to have all those links in the show notes for you guys just to click on and go right there. All right. Well, thanks everyone uh, for listening. If you found this conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me the next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.